Chapter One: Nananaba, Life as a Nabehu. Nananaba, the woman warrior who came home once again, was a little baby when she became aware of the smell of home. Even as a baby, she knew a different activity brought with it a distinct scent. Her favorite scent was the faint scent of yucca, when her mother untied her hair. And gently combed her long, flowing black hair. The faint scent of yucca meant safety as she was held in her mother's arms. It meant a satisfied belly when her mother fed her from her soft, full breast. It meant warmth when her mother wrapped her tightly in her cradle board when it was time for her restful nap. It meant comfort when her mother leaned over close to her when she changed the soft leaves of the plant known as a witzal diapers, when she felt wet or when she soiled the witzal. Yucca root was what Nananabat's mother used to wash her hair. Nananabat also loved the scent of their hoan, hogan, or the scent of cedar. Permeated the early morning air. Her father was the first one in the family to wake up, long before the sun began to visit the eastern horizon. While still dark, her father stirred the warm coals in the center of the hogan. When he lifted the thick rug that hung over the doorway that faced the east, the cold air rushed in to stir the smoke. That lazily danced on top of the warm coals, then dispersed the smell of burnt cedar logs around the circular hogan. As Nananaba became a toddler, she became aware of the various scents that surrounded her. She still loved the smell of her cradleboard, which carried the scent of cedar wood from which her cradleboard was made. She loved. The smell of her mother's hoan, the fresh smell of cedar remained embedded in the logs that made the walls of her mother's hoan. She loved the smell of the cedar logs burning in the small fire that was located in the center of the hoan floor. She loved the smell of the blue corn bread her mother cooked every evening. She loved the smell of the thin strips of mutton jerky her mother cooked over the hot coals. She began to enjoy the smell of the newly washed wool her mother carded or spun as she prepared for the next large rug she would be weaving. She loved the smell of her mother's sheepskin that she and her mother slept upon every night. She especially loved the smell of the soft rain, as it dropped tender droplets on the domed mud roof of their hogan. The scent of the rain made Ninanabat want to recklessly run outside on her short little legs and begin licking the mud walls of the hogan. But even as a toddler, she knew this might not be acceptable behavior. So she sat still, taking deep breaths of the rain-filled air.
Ninanabot's weaning off of her mother's breast was becoming an easy transition from the sweet taste of her mother's milk to the warm and lightly spicy goat's milk. One day, Ninanabot watched her mother milk a goat. Ninanabot was shocked because she did not know such tasty milk could come from an animal that bleated so loudly. When Ninanabot wanted the close comfort of her mother, she nuzzled gently against her mother's breast while smacking her lips loudly. At the times when her mother could not feed her and when it was not convenient to milk a goat quickly, Ninanabot was satisfied with the tasty, narrow strip of beef jerky that she was given to suck on. As a toddler, Ninanabot found that her favorite time of the year was in the fall, when her mother and father and her relatives moved from their home to where her father's cornfield was. Her father brought squash, corn, and melons from his cornfield. Her mother fed the family mutton stew, which contained soft pieces of squash and kernels of corn, which made Ninanabot's mouth water as she waited patiently for the stew to boil. She knew she would be given the tasty stew to drink. As Ninanabot grew older, her father was teaching her how to count on her little fat fingers. He told her she was one year old, so she would hold up one little finger when her father asked her, How old are you, my little one? Ninanabot found she enjoyed hearing the sound of the Navajo language being spoken, the rise and fall of the sound of her father and mother's voices as they talked to one another was one of her favorite sounds to listen to. She loved to lean against her father's back when he sat on the ground with his legs crossed. She would place her ear against his back and listen to his deep, low voice as he talked about a recent happening or when he was sharing a story with her mother. The vibration of his voice in his back tickled her ear, and it made her want to hug her father even tighter. As she became older, she listened to her mother and father's words. Some words were prettier than others. Ninanaba adored the sound of her mother's voice whenever she said, Shiyaja, my little one, to her. She would stop what she was doing the instant she heard the slow, loving way her father said the word, Shiyaja, my baby. Whenever he spoke that word, he would pick Ninanaba up and gently hold her close. Ninanabot loved the sound the sheep made when they saw her mother coming near their corral. The older sheep bleated low, while the ewes bleated at a higher pitch, and the little lambs tested their vocal cords by bleating high and loud. 
their bleeding would echo in Ninanabot's ears as she followed her mother when they took the sheep to the clear spring. Once they arrived home in the afternoon, after herding the sheep back into their corral, Ninanabot would scurry off to her father's cornfield. Ninanabot loved hearing her father sing beautiful songs for the cornfield as he walked the length of the cornfield. He sang while he pulled the weeds out or when he worked to prepare the wooden fence. Ninanabot loved her father's songs and she knew the cornfield also loved hearing her father's songs. The Daik'eh cornfield always gave her father a bountiful harvest in the early fall. Ninanabot knew it was because of the songs her father sang when he was planting and watering the corn, squash, beans, and potatoes. One of Ninanabot's favorite sounds was the sound of the gentle raindrops that fell on their hoanamaza around Hogan. She knew the raindrops that were falling on her mother's hoan were also dancing in her father's daike cornfield. Ninanabat could not remember the first time she saw the long sloping valley at the base of Jislajin, Black Mesa, where there were many juniper and pinyon trees and sagebrush in abundance. Since that time, every time she stepped out of her mother's hogan, she felt as if she were seeing the valley and the trees and the sagebrush for the first time. Ninanabot loved the way the trees reached upward toward the Creator as if they were trying to reach up to Him, and yet their branches reached out to the sides as if they were reaching out to the trees that grew around them. She loved the fall season when the pinyon trees became laden with thick, full pine cones that grew tired from hugging each pinyon nut. After winds had blown through the valley, and when Ninanabak could walk faster and walk longer distances, she followed her mother to look for the brown pinyon nuts that had dropped out of the pine cones to the ground below. Her mother carried a beautiful round bowl that was brown with red dots. Ninanabot marveled at every bowl her mother made with special mud she collected after each summer rain. At the beginning of the fall season, her mother made a bowl in which to carry and store the pinyon nuts. The bowls her mother made the years before were used to store corn kernels and various colors of ground corn. One bowl would have yellow ground corn, another held blue ground corn, and still another held ground white corn. Ninanabot loved seeing the beautiful colored corn flower. These were stored in a safe place to be used throughout the winter so whenever the bowls were taken out of storage, she had a chance to peek into each bowl and see the beautiful colors of the ground corn. 
In an area near their home, Nananabop followed her mother to find another storage area where her mother stored several large pots that held corn kernels. The pots were half full of corn. Each pot held a different color of corn kernels. There were pots of white kernels, blue kernels, red kernels, yellow kernels, and a pot that held mixed colored kernels. Nananabot loved to shove her little hand into a pot and feel the kernels of corn moving aside to allow her little hand to move the kernels around. Nananabot looked forward to seeing her brothers bringing their herd of sheep back to the corral. Her mother would scoop her up into her arms and meet her brothers to supervise the herding of sheep and goats into the corral. With her brother's help, Nananabot's mother separated the sheep and goats that had little ones from the large herd. These they herded into the smaller corral where their little ones were kept. The mother sheep and goats were bumping into one another, looking for their little ones. Nananabot loved to watch the little ones wildly run around sniffing the air for the scent of their mother. She watched her favorite kid goat, which upon finding its mother, searched for an extending nipple and began to greedily nudge its mother's large milk sack. Hungrily, the kid goat nudged its mother to release its mother's milk. Nananabot was glad she did not have to nudge her mother's breast to coax the milk into the delicate milk glands. When Nananabot learned to walk farther than the front door of the Horan, she began to learn more about her world. When her mother went to the sheep corral to milk the goats, Nananabot played with her mother's weaving tools. The tools were worn smooth. She loved the feel of each tool and knew even as a baby what the tools were used for because her mother spent many hours of the day weaving. It was the feel of the soft rolls of carded wool that Nananabot found was her favorite. She loved to lean against the large stack of softly carded wool. Many times she fell asleep while leaning against the soft wool. When her mother spun the softly carded wool into long strands of wool, the wool was no longer soft. When Nananabot could walk steadily, one of her older brothers would carry her to the sheep corral to play with the little lambs and the little kid goats. When the mother goats and the sheep were brought into the small corral, Nananabot loved to feel the wool of the lambs. The lamb's wool was soft and short and curly, while the kid goats had mohair that was in strands that were soft and wispy. It was not too often that Nananabot was carried to the place where many juniper trees grew. There she waited for her mother to give her a pot, half filled with juniper berries. Nananabot loved to push her hand down into the pot and take out a handful of colorful purple berries. She squealed with laughter 
as she held several ripe juniper berries in her hand. She loved the way they felt. When they rolled off of her little round hand back into the pot, Ninanabot squealed again because the berries tickled her little hand as each one rolled off and fell into the pot. It was through her five senses that Nananabot learned about the world around her. Even at an early age, each sense gave her a lesson in the way her Nabeho, Navajo culture took care of her and her family. There was one sense her family knew about that could not be smelled, tasted, heard, seen, or felt by their hands or their skin. It was the sense of love. It was abundant. Each person in Nanabot's family knew they were loved. They knew love was the greatest sense of all, and they nurtured it throughout the day. Each family member knew they were loved. Nanabot was showered with it, and she was learning to love her family and everything about their Nabeho.